Talking Sports with Jimmy B and TC. Call the show now, 264-1700. Big Sports on 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, welcome in. It is a glorious Thursday in the capital city. We welcome you. Jim and Trent, we roll all the way till 3 o'clock this afternoon on a very busy day. Uh, Here's the show lineup for you. Zuba Mahente from ESPN will join us at 1225. Big Ten Conference Insider Ken Silverstein at the top of the hour, 1 o'clock. We'll also have Ryan Van Bibber on the program, NFL editor, SB Nation, and he's about 220-ish. And at 240, Ryan Fagan, Major League Baseball from the Sporting News. Trent has been a very busy boy already. His day started early. Mine, on the other hand, started at about its normal time. Trent was down at the well calling the high school wrestling championship matches. How you doing, pal? Oh, all right. My mind's kind of still swimming. I would th- I would think so. It's uh, especially for a one-man crew. Yes. There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, there is. There's... Aren't there like three matches at the same time? No. Eight. Eight? Oh, my gosh. Eight matches. Eight mats going on. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot to digest. Uh, so I, so if you're calling that, just give everybody just a little sample. Not not a, a fictitious mat, right. a match, but if, if a match is going on on each one of these, do you refer to the mat as mat one, mat two, mat three? How do you separate yes, everything? Yes, okay. and kind of go through. I mean, keep it very central. I will locate, you know, that's that's our base and yes, that's it is. where it yeah. is. So, yeah. you know, we'll have more coverage again tomorrow, basically all day long. Uh, also, 1700 here is going to be picking it up uh, at 2.30 for session number two. Okay. We'll finish up a little bit early and go right into that starting at 2.30, and I'll take you up until 6 o'clock. But, yeah, eight mats going on. Okay. So you're looking, all right, here's a local kid. Here's a kid from Ankeny Centennial. Here's a kid from Valley. Kind of keep it up to date. There's action on a mat. Describe the action. Go over. Score update here. Look up. Oh, that match is over. What the hell just happened? Wait, what I was going to say, yeah, what if he yeah. <laughs> did? Somebody got pinned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> there's a lot going on. You know, Rocky Lombardi, who yes, you know well I from do. his football exploits, yep. he's also ranked number one yes, at 220 pounds. Yep. Very good wrestler. And uh, so he was up on mat number one. Okay. Upper right corner from me. Okay. Uh, I was calling. There was a close match between couple of kids, local kids, down on mat number six. So I'm right. calling the action. Yep. Uh, Rocky Lombardi's getting ready to start. Do-to-do, calling the match. Hear a whistle, hear a big scream from the valley section. Rocky Lombardi pitted kid in 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Rocky well, Lombardi hey, has thanks, moved on. Thanks, Rocky, for showing up. <laughs> Didn't see how it happened, but it happened quick. It happened quick. But it, it, it's so much fun. It really is. Eight it's a mats. lot of fun. God, you're trying. Look, I, I pride myself on watching four TV screens yeah. at the same time. I can't handle eight mats at a time. Eight mats. It, it's a lot, but it was awesome, man. We will uh, get it started again tomorrow. We'll keep wow. you updated all day long here. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Well, uh, the 3A is in the books, and I brought that to you this morning. Tomorrow, 9 a.m., 1490, the jock. It'll be uh, when we get back going there. Class 3A, it'll be the quarterfinal round for them, so we'll have that for you. So we'll do our show then roughly from noon to 2.30. 2.30. Yes. Okay. From noon to 2.30. So I'll have that tomorrow, uh, 9 o'clock until... Right about noon. Okay. We'll go right into our show. It'll be the Class 3A and 1A quarterfinals. 2.30 then with the 2A quarterfinals and the 3A semis. And then uh, Friday night it'll be Class 1A with the semifinal round and the 2A semifinals after that. Championship on Saturday night. Wow. Yes. 
Now, when they do the championships, do they still have eight mats? Going? No, no, okay. it's, it's down to going, three. Uh, thank you. Down to three because it's just three classes. Give my boy a break, will you please? Three classes. Yes. So you got the one A and one mat, right. two A and the other, yeah. three A and the other. Gotcha. So, yeah, it gets it gets down to that. Eight mats, Jimmy eight, B. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Matt. <laughs> well, here's Rocky Lombardi. He's getting ready to wrestle. And my producer, okay, he, he was awful it. today. Uh, Rocky's already off the mat. He's gone. My my, that, my producer struggled today. Well, bad work out of him. Oh, boy. That kind of kid, he is awful. That awful. <laughs> <laughs> People don't get that you are one-man banding down there. I am. But you, it was, I really. I know you like it. it. It's something that, you know, even before I even knew, you know, sports radio was a thing and things like sure. that. Sure. I just go back to when I was a little kid and sitting and listening to wrestling meets because that's what it was. Where I grew up. Right. It was big there. It wasn't football. Yeah. It wasn't basketball. Yeah. wasn't baseball. Yeah. The biggest thing was wrestling. And during that time, during the 80s, I won a, uh, Osage won a state championship. They finished runner-up three different times. Okay. They won the dual competition a couple of times. So that's what it was. And if you didn't make it to Des Moines, what'd you do? You listen on radio. Yeah. And I always wanted to do that. I got my first got, opportunity this week. That's great. It's been fun. That's great, pal. My mind's still still swimming a bit. That's okay. I'll I'll carry the, I'll carry it. Don't worry. Yes. I, I, like I carry the show most days. And no. my voice started to go away. Oh no! And up in cough there, drops, dude. Cough drops. Well, there was uh, no liquids upstairs in the press box. No, nothing up there. You got to get just see it. Take take with you. Do this. Okay? I got I got all that. Take stuff. your lemon. Take your yeah, lemon tea. I, no, no lemon, lemon tea. tea. Get yeah, out of here. That works great. It's gross. Honey tea. Yeah, no. That's great on your throat. I don't. I don't do tea. Okay. I just need some water. That's all I need. Vodka. Vodka. Collins. No. 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 <laughs> Last time I had vodka, I was. Oof. I was struggling. Not pretty. No. I, I stick to beer. That's, all right. That's more my. <laughs> that's more my role. Now, now I know there was a big brouhaha about the coverage of this. Yeah. First day, then has it settled down a little bit, or are people still got their panties in a bunch? Well, I saw a picture of the newspaper people back in the media room okay. watching on TV. Oh, brother! So that's what it was. Oh boy! Yeah, you know the upper deck where the press box is for yes. all the radio. Right, it, it was it was full up there. Okay. That was just for class three A, and you got the two A and one A starting up here later today. So it's uh, it's a busy time and. They say they don't got room for them down that side, so they watch on TV. That's see to me that's that's shameful. It is in in an arena that size mm-hmm. that you can't make accommodations for the media. It is disappointing. It is from that stand. Look, I understand why you would be upstairs because you're yakking, right? And you, oh, it, and it's a better angle. Yeah, and, I mean mat side with it. Yeah, mats, you, you, you couldn't see right. You got to be up elevated so you can see all the mats. And see Rocky Lombardi done in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that perfectly, why you would be there. But the to, to not have people, and, and you just talked about it, where wrestling was bigger than football, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball, and Osage, and these little jerkwater towns that that is what jerkwater. they live for. Well, that's, what they live, that's what they live for. And, and that's great. And then to have their local newspaper banished to a media room to watch on TV, that's that's bad. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have come up, like, putting, like, several rows of media seats. In- they could have. That's what they did in the past. They didn't want to. They didn't want to. They didn't want to. This is what they did. 
laziness. It, 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 well, it's not laziness. It, yes. it did. It certainly relieved the congestion down Matt's side. You did see that. Okay. And I saw people taking pictures, which was, I know, a big question. I saw a lot of people that didn't have a problem, the photographers taking pictures as well. So that wasn't an issue. Okay. But for the newspaper reporter, you're watching on TV. You're not watching the Matt's You're side. not there to see it live. Yeah. You're watching live on TV. Right. You're not seeing it with your own eyes. No, it's, it's not person. laziness. It, there was a reason for it. I mean, it's, it's not to, to kill them because there was a, If you've ever been to state before, and it, it was worse when it was back at Betts back in the day. Okay. Oh, it was. I'm sure it was oh, bad then. It was. It absolute. It was not even organized chaos. It was just chaos. Just chaos. Okay. You, got, you got kids running through trying to get to their mat, and oh, they yeah. can't get through, and there's cheerleaders, and then there's, there's also people that had tickets for the lower level. That oh. were right there, too. Okay. So you got people trying to get through. You got wrestlers going through. You got cheerleaders. You got coaches. You got refs. You got scorekeepers. I mean, you got all these people down right. there. It makes sense to do it, but, but you there were, has to be some, some kind way, of way. Yeah. I mean, you are you were there at the arena. Couldn't they have put, like, in a writer's area in the stands someplace? Maybe. I, I just think it would be very difficult to do that. Okay. It would be difficult right. to do that. I wasn't so. there, so that yeah. I'm, I'm leaning on you for that. Right. So. To relieve the congestion, yeah. it did do that. Okay. It did do that, and that it, it looked a lot smoother down there because of that. Okay. But I understand the newspaper side. Yeah. Watching on TV is yes. not the same. No, it is not. Right. It'd be, it'd be like if you and I had to go cover Iowa or Iowa State. Right. And they made us sit in the press room and watch it on TV. Exactly. Well, hell, I could be Do watching it at home. on TV at home. Yeah, yeah And exactly. doing, yeah, what's the diff? Right. That's 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 the same thing. So uh, what else is going on in the world, Jimmy? Well, B? listen, we had a couple of hoop games last night. There were. Yeah, I know. That I you feel were like studying. I'm lost. Oh, you were. St- <laughs> just, just take a deep breath, I, I, okay? <laughs> and your brother from another mother here will help you as okay, best I can. Okay. Well, uh, I did watch the clones. Yes. What a start. What a. F- and uh, so Solomon Young is. Is he going number one guess, or number two after Mark Alphonse? I, I think after uh, I think after Lonzo Ball is okay, uh, selected okay. number one, I think he'll go number two, according to everybody that I've talked to. <laughs> Look, this, he was good. This he is, was really good. This Jim. is exactly what the doctor ordered mm-hmm. for Iowa State. They had to find somebody who was at least six eight who could bang around a little bit down there on the block and and get some rebounds. And Solomon Young showed up last night, and not only did he show up, he was the star of the game. He was. by there, And there wasn't any question uh, about that. He played terrific, made big plays when he needed to. The alley-oop, this is what cracks me up on that dunk. Mm-hmm. I don't think the pass was meant for him. No, no, it wasn't. Okay? <laughs> he just came flying down the lane and beat, and I was it. Was it Weiler Babb? It was Babb, yeah. Bab was standing there waiting to go up, and all of a sudden, here comes Young flying past him and slams it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't meant for him, but he was. He, he this is this is a guy who finally maybe the light bulb has gone on. He understands now what is expected of him. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think that he's going to perform like that each and every night? No, he's not. But. He did grab 12 rebounds, and he did score 18 points in 33 minutes. But then also remember against Texas, he had a goose egg, both that, not just points. I was just going to bring that, but also rebounds. rebounds. And yes. we have talked about this in the past. Now, the great thing about it is, is not just individually the 12 rebounds, the eight offensive rebounds. Yes. Because this is an area where Iowa State 
they just it's not even something they even tried for. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at some different teams. You know, a perfect example of this is the Celtics in the NBA. I heard this the other day. They uh, well, they bumped up to 29th out of the 30 teams in <laughs> offensive rebounding. Yeah. And Brad Stevens had a quote like, "What did somebody drop out of the league?" Because it's just something that they don't do. It's not part of their it's system. Exactly. And because of the way Iowa State is built, mm-hmm. it's just not something you're going to do. What right. you're going to do. Hey, you know what? We're a short team. We play yeah. four guards. Yep. Sometimes play five. five I mean, yeah. we're not going to crash the offensive glass because it doesn't make sense. It's incredibly difficult to get them. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, we're putting ourselves behind the eight ball defensively. You are, yeah, because you're not back defensively. Right. So they made a conscious effort. We're just going to get back. Shot goes up. It's not three guys going right. after the rebound. Get back, play defense. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the shot Pro- goes protect in. Protect your basket. But if you have a guy like Solomon Young that has that kind of ability with the physicality that he plays with and you know, with the two fifth-year guys that come in with Bowie and with Holden, uh-huh. you, know, you look to both of them. They're both six seven, six eight, right? But neither of them are thick guys. You wouldn't describe either of them yeah. as thick. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're going to go out and bang with the big right. guys. They're, in the they're not spindly, but no, they're just no, but they're, they're not, a normal size. Yeah, college four. Yeah. You know, at the NBA level, they'd be a three. three. I mean, that, that's yes. how they're built. Right. Solomon Young is a thick dude. Yeah. I mean, he's got size to him. He's got the wide shoulders. Mm-hmm. He looks the part like we talked about all the way back in October when we, right. you know, we saw him and, and getting ready for, for camp and everything. So he has that ability and he has that kind of size that he just, he looks the part. Mm-hmm. And boy, he played the part last night. And uh, we're having fun with it. And I know some Iowa State fans are laughing about it last night, too, about uh, where is he going in the draft? You yeah, know, those I, kind oh, of things. I know. But I know. Hey, this is a difference now for this team. You know, if you keep this young guy out of foul trouble. That's the key. You can get him, say, 24, 25 minutes a game, something like he that. He played 33 last night. <laughs> and that's incredible in its own right. Yeah. But remember what he did in the second half against Kansas. And now the last two mm-hmm. games, as a starter, improvements that we've seen. This is a guy that the light ball maybe is coming on right. for, and I think completely changes the complexion of I this I agree team. with that. It went from, uh, you're going to be in that middle seed range, a 7-10. to 10. Maybe you'll win in the opening round. Maybe not. It's a toss-up game. And unless you get hot from the outside, you're done in the round of 32. Now? Okay. You have an opportunity to get on a run now, and that's why last night was so important. Exactly. You take the confidence from that, you get TCU at home. You should win that game. should. Even though TCU's improved. Yes. And you lost down there. But you should win that game. It's a Hilton game. It's a Saturday night game. It'll be banged out. It'll be a lot of fun in there. You win that game. Then you go down to Lubbock on Monday. Mm-hmm. Not an easy game. Not an easy game at all, but another winnable road game. It and, is. and the one thing is, as much as we've kind of scratched our head about the struggles at Hilton, this is a good road team. Mm-hmm. And not just the win against Kansas and Kansas now. State, but also going down to Baylor yeah. and having them on the road. Yeah. So they've been right there going to Oklahoma and winning in overtime when Oklahoma was actually playing some pretty good basketball they at that then. time. This has been a much better road team than normally we ever see mm-hmm. out of Iowa State. And that's the difference now. And suddenly you look up and, and you've won five out of six. Yeah. And you got a stretch run with Baylor and Oklahoma State coming in before West Virginia on the road to finish things up. And, and we're really talking about a team that not just is in that middle seed range, but they can push up. You know, they can make a run here and get up there and, and get a top five seed. I talked about it yesterday when I said, is it now going to be the time where they break out of the so called roller coaster ride? And I even tweeted it out last night, indicating, all right, are we going to continue the roller coaster, or does the light bulb go on? And you're right, Trent, the light bulb went on. Mm -hmm. And so, look, they could get beat at Texas Tech. They can get beat at West Virginia. But 
they've got an opportunity with the home game and then the game at Texas Tech. I, we give them a much better chance of having the opportunity to win at Texas Tech than we do at West Virginia. Right. But three and one in the last four, you're going to take that in a heartbeat. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. There's there's no doubt about it. You sign up for that right yeah. now, and, and you're going forward, and all of a sudden you're top 40 RPI, maybe even a touch better than that. Mm-hmm. This team's got Remember a chance I said of a big possi- push. Possibly a six, mm-hmm. six seed. You were, you were in that. You thought this team was going to come together. Yes. And well, we'll find out if I'm right if they go yeah. back to the old Iowa State Saturday night. Right. I, I don't see it, though. I, I just don't I don't see it. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Liking this team, liking the way it comes together. And Solomon Young, right after Mark Fultz. <laughs> That's great. That's great that people were doing that. That's hilarious. So you got that going on. Yeah. Uh you and I makes it what now? Eight out of nine, nine out of ten? How I mean they just they just keep winning games. Time after time after time. It's four in a row for the Panthers. Only loss during that stretch was that road game against Illinois State that they they had opportunities in that game to win right. it, too. So this is a team wasn't pretty last night. Bradley's not very good. No, they aren't. Didn't have a field goal over the final, what, six minutes of the game? Roughly, yes. Something like that. It, yeah. I was watching, like, all right, put this away. Put yeah. this away. Bradley had two shots at the end. I don't think they got the last one off. They didn't have to check because he didn't make it anyway. Right. But got two shots hey, at it to tie it at the I'm end. Just after glad, I'm just throw. glad that somebody, aside from Morgan, was scoring, and it was Cook last night who went for 18. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad. Morgan had 18 in the game. Ashton had 11. Clint Carlson played 39 minutes and scored six points. Took six shots. He was three of six. He's not forcing things, though. Yeah. He's not forcing things. He, he's like doing... to see him more aggressive? I mean, they they need a scoring. They There's do. no doubt. They do. But in a game where Cook is playing as well as he did, I think they're fine with him laying okay. back, you know. All right. It's a three-point win, though, 64-61. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be squarely in that number three spot. Yep. Told you that back when you they were did. one of five, Jimmy B. I know. Didn't want to listen to I, me. I scoffed at you. You did. You did. I did. I What? You've lost your ever-loving mind <laughs> no. again. It wasn't a homer pick. Wow. It wasn't a homer pick. It was a belief in Ben Jacobson and what he has shown to do when they've had Plenty of seasons where they've had stretches where they struggled, mm-hmm. much like this one, but they always find a way to turn it on, it seems like, you know, end of February could, and into March. Could you and I, if they continue at this pace, mm-hmm. and say they get beat in the Valley semis by Wichita State or Illinois State? Sure. Okay. Do you think the an opportunity for an NIT would be there, or did they... Just are they just too far down to recapture uh, that? I I don't think it's real likely. Their RPI today is one thirty four. Yeah, they still have games at Wichita. In fact, right. this weekend yes. they'll be uh, down there taking on the Shockers, and then they finish up at home uh, with a game in between. I think at Indiana State with Illinois State at home. You know, yep. if they would go two to one this stretch, that means beating either Illinois State. Still, probably not. Mm-hmm. They still probably have to get two wins against those teams to bump up the RPI enough okay. to even be there. You know, if they go 2-1 and one here and then 2-1 and one in the Valley Tournament with right. a loss, so yep. that'd put them, what, 4-2 the rest of the way. Uh, they're, they're still only 17-14 and 14 and probably RPI-wise right around 100. 100. That's not good probably enough. Probably not good enough no, to get No, no. Uh, usually about the worst RPI team you see getting a large bid in the NIT since they've changed it and added all the automatic bids to regular season conference champions right. that don't win their conference tournament and kind of looked a little deeper than, eh, it's a power conference team, we'll put them in. 
they've gone a little bit deeper than that. Usually you see the worst at-large team in the 80 range of okay. RPI. Okay, even so, in the NIT? Even in the NIT. Okay. So probably not going to happen for so the So the only postseason play that they would most likely get is if they win the Valley Tournament and get to the dance. Well, they can pl- well, still they can play, play the CBI, CBI or the CIT. Yeah, so, they could do that. And they've done that in the past. past. It's a pay-for-play kind of thing. Yeah, it we'll is. see if they want to pay for it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's happened in the past. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, we've got a really good show lined up. Uh, Zubin Mahente is on the way. Uh, we'll get into lots of things with Zubin, including what in the wide, wide world of sport do you think is going on with Larry Eustachy, former Iowa State basketball coach at Colorado State? Wow. Uh, this is this is different, I'll tell you. Jimmy B and TC, Zubin is up next on the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. At dsmcredit.com, we have a different way of looking at things. Like, one bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch. Life hands you lemons? It's still a respectable piece of fruit. And that's how we treat you and your credit, with respect. Go to dsmcredit.com and get your approval for a brand new 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai Elantra for just $119 a month. Or 2017 Hyundai Sonata, just $149 per month with zero down. Plus, get America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 miles. Bad credit? We say, so you missed a couple of payments. No credit? We call that just getting started. Bankruptcy? So you took a chance. At DSMCredit.com, it's all about a positive perspective. Get a 2017 Stu Hansen Hyundai from just $119 a month with zero down. Go to DSMCredit.com or call 253-3000. Stu Hansen Hyundai and Clive. You need credit? At DSMCredit.com, we positively hear you. 36 monthly, zero security, all plus tax tag registration with approved credit. If you're a pro, you know this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. And pros also know that the better way to save money is to go to Lowe's. From February 14th through the 16th, pros get 5% off all purchases or save 10% when you use your Lowe's business credit account. So hurry in and save big on the supplies pros use every day. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sforpros.com for details. In-store or online, credit offer subject to credit approval, U.S. only. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. 
At Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything in the store, including thousands of sale items. Whether it's simple updates or large renovations, you'll save 11% on all of it. Now's the perfect time to finish those projects and get ready for the next big thing. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything now at Menards. Sale ends February 18th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steaks, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Sports talk that rocks. This is Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports. 1700 KBGG. All right, everybody, we continue on as we roll all the way till 3 o'clock today on a glorious day in the capital city. It's always fun when we have a chance to uh, chat with Zuba Mahente at ESPN. Uh, he comes to us, of course, on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Zubin, good afternoon, pal. Guys, how are you? We're one week. I know you can't wait. We are one week until the NBA trading deadline. It's actually a big story. It is a big story. We'll get into that a little bit. But I want to start with college basketball, Zubin, because you know Larry Eustachie. You have covered him in the past. And it appears now with stories breaking, even though his team, Colorado State, is in first place in the Mountain West Conference. Apparently, things are not what they should be. Well, I was there for the incident you're referencing in uh, Des Moines when that happened and that showed up on the front page of the Des Moines Register one day out of nowhere. Still remember the kid's name, Sean Devereaux, <laughs> University of Missouri student, flashing those pictures out there. and The aftermath, and it cost Larry, it cost Bruce Vandevelde, who was the athletic director, I believe, just prior Jamie Pollard, it cost a lot of people their reputations. It cost a lot of heartache. I think it cost the state sheet marriage. It, uh, it caused uh, Iowa State a tremendous amount of embarrassment. Um, there was a lot of things that happened. Uh, he then sort of, um, I remember you guys, I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, he sort of went away. Nothing really happened. People gave him his privacy. And then, out of nowhere, I still remember this to this day, out of nowhere, John Walters, who I worked with for many years, and uh, eventually, of course, became the voice of the Cyclones, called me at the office one day. I used to work with him at Channel 5 and said, but Larry is back in town. And this was, you know, no, this was nothing had been spoken of, nothing had been talked about after this entire ordeal. So Larry's back in town. I said, where? He goes, he's at a basketball camp at DMAC in Boone. Mm-hmm. This guy, Orb, Orb Salmon, uh, many years ago, very well-regarded coach in Iowa, was running the DMAC program at the time. 
And he said, Tim Floyd's holding a basketball camp, and Larry's going to be there. I said, really? I said, all right, we'll go. And so we went up to Boone. Sure enough, walking to the gym, Tim Floyd and Larry Uskeshi, who at that point in the state, everybody had an opinion on, no matter who you root for, no matter where you live. Was it Iowa State's fault? Was it alcoholism? Should he have had better judgment? There were so many things that were being discussed. I went up to him right afterwards. I said I knew John Walters. That definitely helped me out a little bit there. And uh, we were able to sit down with him for a very lengthy interview. And he seemed contrite. He seemed like a completely different person. Went to Southern Miss, got his reputation back, and went to Colorado State. And things were actually going rather well. Um, but to be honest with you, because of that prior incident, I wasn't too surprised that this happened because, as you guys know, everything was going great when he had Pfizer and Tinsley, and they were winning, and they were screaming and yelling all over the bench. Yet, when they started losing, (laughs) uh, the screaming and yelling was still there, and suddenly a lot of people thought it was strange, right? Everybody was willing to give it a pass. I remember he had a kid. His young kid used to sit at the end of the bench with a little Iowa State jersey on, and he would just be cursing up a storm, sitting, you know, the Tinsley and Pfizer. But because it worked, everybody loved it. And I was like, man, his kid is there. This is weird. And then those two guys left right around 2000, maybe 2000, 2001, 2002. They really started to slip. And at that point, um, people started noticing some of the language and some of the behavior. And I guess that what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is when you kind of have that in you, it never really leaves you. You can rehabilitate yourself, your personality, your disposition, your career, zero tolerance. But when I heard it happened again, I wasn't shocked only because I had seen this behavior before at Iowa State. Frankly, and I, I hesitate to say this, at Iowa State this behavior went unchecked and undisciplined. Mm-hmm. Unchecked and undisciplined. Now, this is a little bit different. I'm not sure exactly the venom at Iowa State versus what's being alleged at Colorado State. But I saw this sort of behavior in him, so I'm not stunned that it sort of reared itself again. I just think when you win, a lot of these things get stuck under the rug. To your point, Jim, CSU is first in the Mountain West, Mm -hmm. but at the same token, it doesn't mean as much there as it would mean at Iowa State, who essentially envelops themselves as a basketball school. Colorado State, whatever. It is what it is. But um, I just don't think sometimes you are who you are. When you get to a certain age, your DNA is what it is. And it'll rear itself again, and unfortunately, I think it has. They're claiming a culture of fear and intimidation. That's what the article uh, has has indicated. Would, would that is that a fair assessment or not? Hard to say because I'm not around it, but I would just tell you that at the end of the day, he knows when he was most successful. You know what I mean? I can't really get into the culture and intimidation because while I actually used to cover Colorado State basketball, the coaches were at that time. Dale Lair, and then this guy, Tim Miles, is now the coach at Nebraska. So I wasn't really around when I worked in Denver with Larry Eustachy, but I do know this. If you look at his career, the most successful portion of his career came at Iowa State when he was a certain way. Mm -hmm. And he, I think, realizes that that's just who he is. You know, I don't think Bob Knight will ever coach another game of basketball, and I'm not just saying this because these are two guys, temperamental guys, but if Bob Knight would ever come back into basketball, I don't think he would compromise and suddenly say, that, you know, well, you know, kids are different these days. Like, I don't think that's who a lot of these guys are. Right. They are who they are. Yep. They're always going to be the way they're going to be. And 10 or 15 years ago, I don't know if this would have been called a culture of intimidation, Jim. Again, I don't know exactly what's going on in Fort Collins. But 10 or 15 years ago, the definition of culture and intimidation 
is probably way different than it is today because obviously, you know, the world has changed a ton. With that, you know, the old school coach, you mentioned Bobby Knight. Hillary Eustace certainly falls in the same kind of category. Are we going to see these guys become like the dinosaurs and extinct, or will there always be a place for the hard-nosed disciplinarian that maybe sometimes goes over the line? I think there's always going to be a place for it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be tougher and tougher for them to work this way because I think there's going to be a, there'll be a lot of negative recruiting against them. There'll be a lot of discussions that they're out of touch. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be said. At the end of the day, results are what matter the most. But if you really look at what's going on in college basketball and you look at the A, you know, the a number one most successful coaches in college basketball, they're Bill Self. I wouldn't call him mild-mannered, but I wouldn't put him on the other end of the extreme. Coach K, who's certainly intense, but his public persona is not so much the case. Mm-hmm. Roy Williams is probably one of the more aw-shucks guys you're going to see. Tony Bennett is one of the most quiet guys you're going to see. Mark Few is one of the most quiet guys mm-hmm. you're going to see. Now, once again, these are just several examples. This is just one year of basketball, but all these programs have been consistently good for a long time. And I think they realize that the bottom line is it seems a little bit axiomatic, guys, that college basketball is a coach's sport and the NBA is a player's sport. So you would think if you're telling me that college basketball is a coach's sport, then the team will take on the personality of its coach. But the bottom line is since we've gone into the one-and-done and since recruiting has become so vital to the game, even if you want to still tell me that college basketball is a coach's sport, and I believe it is, because if you say the word Duke to anybody, the first thing that comes up is not Harry Giles, Grayson Allen, Luke Kennard, Jason Tatum, Marcus Bolton. The first thing that comes up is Mike Krzyzewski. Right. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's a little bit strange to think that this is a coach's sport, yet basically the coaches are acquiescing all of the control to the players. So to your point, Trent, yes, I think those coaches will still exist. They'll still be around. But I just don't think at the end of the day they will wield the influence that they once did. Zub Mahente is our guest. He comes to us on the Draft House 50, Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. All right, Zub, uh, we saw Iowa State last night uh, put together a nice victory on the road. Uh, they have uh, punched their ticket pretty much now, but something is going on. It seems maybe, just maybe now, they have maybe kind of hit that stride where they're starting to play a lot more consistent basketball instead of the roller coaster in which everybody had seen most of the season. I'm of the belief, especially in college basketball, one game cannot define your season, but it can really turn it in an interesting way. And I remember when they beat Kansas, I think they hit, correct me if I'm wrong, was it 18 threes in that game? That is correct. So they hit 18 threes in that game. And, of course, after the game they're like, you know, well, you know, if we shoot like that, we're going to be great. The reality is they're not going to make 18 threes a game. Right. The reality is you saw how difficult it is to win at Allen Fieldhouse, especially after what happened to West Virginia the other day. But while I wouldn't use that game as a blueprint to say, listen, if we play like this, we're going to be great because the majority of teams we play won't be as good as Kansas. We're not going to play in a hostile environment like Allen Fieldhouse. And look what we did in that game. That's not reasonable because we're dealing with 18- to 22-year-old people where wins and girlfriend problems and grades and all these things sort of come into play. So you can't bottle that sort of play. But I think at any point, no matter what happens the rest of the season, and to your point, I agree that they've kind of turned the season around. I really never thought, I think I mentioned this to you on your show 
a few weeks back, I never really thought they were on the bubble. There was this big thing before the Kansas game that they were on the bubble. But even all of their losses, not all of them, but many of their losses were respectable. The Cincinnati loss was ugly, but it was respectable. The West Virginia loss was not a good loss. The Gonzaga loss is, you know, coming off to look pretty good, if there's such a thing as a good loss. So at the end of the day, I think if you really look at it, to me, they look back at that game, and they just say to themselves, guys, no matter how low it is, no matter how poorly we're playing, we can do better than this. And all he has to do is reference that game at Allen Fieldhouse, particularly coming out of the locker room uh, for the latter stages of that game. Do I think he can say, guys, let's start playing like that? No. But I think they can definitely say something to the effect of, hey, we have it in us. And when you're dealing with kids, that stuff's really important, I think. From the top of the uh, bra- uh, middle of the bracket to the top, Zubin, Gonzaga, though they were listed Saturday as the fourth number one seed, you know, the prevailing notion is the conference, West Coast Conference, is not very good this year. BYU's down from what they normally is. St. Mary's is decent, and that's about it. Can you get through and be ready to go and win four consecutive games against the competition they're going to face in the NCAA tournament just to get to the Final Four? Or is this a year where Gonzaga should have went out like they did in the past and they played Cal Perry's Memphis teams and try to find something here in the middle part of the season to try to schedule up and get one of those high-end games? I don't. I think, I think there are a couple of things here. Um, the West Coast Conference has two teams in the top 25. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know what you're saying. It's not a good top-to-bottom situation. BYU's normally a little bit better. Santa Clara over the years has been decent. But to me, if you're telling me that conference has two teams in the top 25 that are legit to knock you off anywhere you are, with Gonzaga clearly being the better of those two, but if you're telling me two teams from the West Coast Conference are in there, I'm not going to completely buy into that notion that this is a down league, because I think for a league like this, I just, I just sort of wonder what we really want. A lot of people look at it and say, well, the Missouri Valley's down because look at Wichita's resume. They have like 24 wins, and they don't even have a tourney resume. Now, from that standpoint, I'll tell you, I would think the league is down. Uh, that I would buy. The Mountain West Conference, that league is down. It looks like a one-bid league. But I don't think the West Coast Conference is down because I don't really know what the general expectation is. Two ranked teams would seem to me to be going above and beyond what the league is usually capable of doing. But the, the other point is, I think they played some legit, legit teams in the non-conference. If I'm not mistaken, they beat, didn't they beat Arizona on a neutral floor? I think they, they did. They did yes. um, you know, they beat Florida. They beat St. Mary's twice, obviously. They are in the top 25, so that's kind of mean something. Mm-hmm. They, you know, I think they've, they've done a really good job with what they can You know, in these uh, November tournaments. Part of the problem with them is a lot of the wins that they have tend to come in these tournaments in November where really nobody's paying attention to college basketball. Right. <laughs> but they still count. They still count, yes. you know. I know the Champions Classic, people will pay attention to that, but they're not involved in things like that. So, you know, they play in the tournaments they have to play in. They do a good job. And when it comes to February, I think they're just hoping people look back at the totality of the resume, not just the one time that on ESPN or not just the one time they hit the number one ranking and say, actually, wait a minute, we've done a couple of things here. And I think if you look, take a closer look at their resume, it does indicate Zubin, uh, let's switch gears then and go to the association, uh, something that your network is promoting heavily, of course. Uh, rumors all over the place now for possible trades because the trading deadline is coming up. One rumor is the Chicago Bulls and the Boston Celtics rumored the Celtics want Jimmy Butler from Chicago and a possible number one pick could be the exchange. Interest? No interest? What do you think? I'm interested. I'm definitely interested if I'm Boston. Um, I think 
it's one of those things where I think maybe at this time a year ago, I would have said, you know, Butler looks to be your only untouchable. That's before they signed Wade, but Wade is not going to be a long-term fix. But after the mini little brouhaha, the commentary, the benching of both of those guys, Wade and Jimmy, um, I just think at the end of the day, it's just time to blow it up. I was talking to Will Bond. You might be surprised to hear this. I was talking to Will Bond, because he's a big Chicago guy. Right, yep. And he said, I said, so how bad is it for the Bulls right now? Like, just basically, how bad is it? He said, and everybody's got their different opinions, in his opinion, that this is the worst point they've had in the history of the franchise. Now, remember, Tim Floyd was there after Jordan left, after Phil left. I mean, that was some pretty slim tickets. You guys remember how Tim kind of, yes. you know, bolted to take that bull shot. That was obviously a big story back in the day that we covered right. all years ago. But Wilbon says that he said to me a couple weekends ago that this is worse than that. And I remember that being as bad as could be. Now, I don't want to put words into his proverbial mouth, but I think what he's basically saying there, we didn't have a chance to dig into it as much as we would have liked. I think what he's saying there is clearly the Tim Floyd teams were worse in terms of talent, but what did you expect when you lose Jordan, Phil Jackson? I mean, you're basically scraping the bottom of the barrel, hitting the reboot button, and starting all over again. I think in this particular case, he thought they would be much better than they are um, because of the talent that they have, particularly with those two guys. So relative to expectations, this is a disaster of epic proportions. And if that's the case, blow it up. And obviously the Celtics are in it to win it. They won 17 titles. I mean, I, I love Al Horford. I know he's been banged up this year, but, you know, for a team that's won 17 NBA titles, it's hard to believe that they still can't really acquire a top-shelf free agent. Again, nothing against Horford, but when you're talking about the elite, elite 1% guys, they're never really, like, yeah, Durant gave, like, a drive-by to the Celtics, but you knew he wasn't going to go there. I mean, but this is a 17-time NBA champion that should be able to attract a lot more talent than they have. And if they can't do it via free agency, for whatever reason there is, then maybe this is the next best way to do it, via trade. So it works for me. Isaiah Thomas, the other Isaiah Thomas, how, do, uh, how does this happen? Yeah. A, a guy that, as a little guy, was yeah. a nice player was with Phoenix. Was the last pick in the draft, the but, 60th pick. But what he has become, what he has morphed into, you just don't see this happen at the NBA. So mm-hmm. how has it happened with Isaiah Thomas? I think two things. Uh, to Jim's point, I think there are some great second-round stories out there in in several years. And I think because contracts are only guaranteed for the first round of the draft, that anybody that's picked in the second round of the draft is generally sort of looked at as a, if they make it, it'll be a great story, right? So he essentially has been held simply by the notion, to your point, Jim, that anybody that doesn't have a non-guaranteed anybody that has a non-guaranteed contract and makes it automatically will be a great story. So that has certainly put him on the marquee. But one thing I would tell you about him, and I say this to Chauncey Billups. He used to cover Chauncey for a really long time when I lived in Denver. He joins us every week on ESPN, and we we often have we've discussed this not on the air, but we've chatted about this. And that is, it's just the culture. You know, he got out of a terrible situation and got into a better situation. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he got out of a, a terrible situation and suddenly landed in a great one because the Celtics have been a slow build back after 08 as well, after Doc and the Big Three left. So he went from a terrible situation to a better situation. But in terms of the curve, that's huge. 
And I think the other thing, too, you know, Chauncey will tell you this. He and I say are sort of on the same plane of generally, I think, in the NBA. If you haven't made it by year four or five, you're sort of not going to make it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not showing that level of improvement. But if you look at Billups' career, he was the sort of guy that sort of looked like he wasn't going to make it, wasn't going to make it, got traded, couldn't fit went to the Raptors, drafted by the Celtics, went to Pistons, went to the Nuggets twice, was with the Knicks, was with the Clippers, back with the Pistons, I mean, all this sort of stuff. And if you look at his career arc, he was one of the very few players in the league who sort of just got better as they got much older. And it's just very rare to think that in the NBA. Isaiah, I think, has actually done that too. Sort of like Chauncey at the beginning, expected to do this and that, didn't do it. Got himself in a bad situation, just like Chauncey was in a bad situation in Boston. Drafted third overall, 97. He put Isaiah in Sacramento. Nobody can really win in Sacramento after that Weber, Adelman, Divots run almost 15 years ago, whatever it was. But then suddenly Chauncey just keeps getting a little bit better. Isaiah keeps getting a little bit better. They get to a far better situation for them personally and professionally, and then they start to flourish. It's no different. Then Ben Roethlisberger thanking his lucky stars every day. He got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers and not somebody else in the AFC North. Or Aaron Rodgers sat all that time and went to a great organization instead of being drafted by an also-ran in the NFC North. I think fit and timing has a lot to do with it. And I think when you're drafted 60th, Jim, there's no such thing as too much patience. Nobody's expecting anything. So everything you do is great. But if you were to look at where he ranks in the top five in the NBA in scoring, you look at where he ranks in fourth-quarter scoring. He's one of the best fourth-quarter scoring players in the NBA. That's incredible. He's up there with Westbrook and Harden and Durant in scoring. And in terms of fourth-quarter scoring, when games matter the most, you could argue he's one of the most clutch performers in the entire league. That is unbelievable. Uh, great stuff on him. One minute left. That's all we got time for. Carmelo Anthony with the Knicks. Uh, does does he sign off because he has a no-trade clause? Does he sign off and leave? Or is he just going to be the major pain in the ass to James Dolan and the Knicks for the rest of his career? I tend to think it's going to be the latter, because I tend to think when you're one of three players in the NBA, along with LeBron and Turk, that have the the ability to basically say, I'm calling the shot. That's That's an infinitesimal percentage of the NBA that has the ability to say and do that. And if you give him that leverage, and you combine the fact that he feels like he's been mistreated to an extremely high level... I don't understand why he would give Phil the benefit of the doubt or do him the gracious favor in allowing that to happen. I just think it's gotten to the point where they were both professionally, cordially connected, and now it's turned into personal animosity. Although I would say, Jim, this has been one of the very few cases where I personally think Carmelo has handled this about as well as possible. It is tough to sit there and open up the back page every day locker room, pregame, after the game, just constantly being assaulted and melted with pointed questions. And I think he's actually handled it incredibly well, which is something that Kriegel will not give him credit for. But in that media market, in that circus, with that pressure, I think he's handled himself very, very, very well. And I think he knows ultimately he holds the trump card over ownership and management, which is something almost nobody in the NBA can claim. And I think he's going to take advantage of it. You're the best, pal. It's always good when we catch up with you. Thank you, Zubin. Have a great weekend. Yes, we'll see you next week. Okay, Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Great stuff out of him. Quick break. We're coming right back. Big Talker, 1700. 
Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services with then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other facing conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager at Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud sponsor of the Polk City Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Polk City. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these members. Ankeny Sanitation, Polk City Chiropractic, City of Polk City, Edward Jones, Kyle Matson, Legion Post number 232, Mid-American Energy, Subway, Dennis Dietz, Grinnell State Bank, Remax Real Estate Concepts, Torres Team, Lakeside Fellowship, Cornerstone Dental, Haley's Academy, Monahan Photographic Artist, Big Green Umbrella, and Bob and Phyllis Wiseman. The Polk City Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these members. Learn more about the Polk City Chamber of Commerce online at polkcitychamber.com. Polkcitychamber.com. This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter pound double stack as an option in the four for four for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, because their wings are too small for their bodies, bumblebees should not be able to fly. Here to comment, bees. Wait, we're not supposed to fly? Kinda like how a quarter pound of beef should not be in the four for four. Yet it is. That's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Any other bee puns? No, we're good, honey. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Start your spring projects today with huge savings right now at Lowe's, where you'll find deals on everything you need to get your home ready for the season. So hurry into your neighborhood store today for great brands at great prices, like up to 40% off during our kitchen and bath event. Plus, get up to 30% off select appliance special values. Get started with spring's biggest savings. Start with Lowe's. Event offer valid 29 through 323. Appliance offer valid 215 through 228. Applies to select items. See store for details, U.S. only. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 
2642 or check them out online at relaxedmoin.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spot West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big sports station, 1700 KBGG. All right, everybody, just a uh, quick segment here, and then we'll get to the top of the hour break. Ken Silverstein, Big Ten Conference Insider, coming up at the top of the hour. Trent, uh, let's quickly uh, give out the information again for wrestling, because this is going to be big uh, for this radio station and the other stations in our network as well. And uh, by the way, uh, Brent says you got to give some love to my former high school, Southeast Polk. Well, it's pretty easy to do. Southeast Polk <laughs> wins the uh, championship last night in the dual competition in Class 3A, and they're off to a good start today. The Rams leading the way in Class 3A with 30 points for Dodge, who they faced for the dual championship last night in second, a point and a half behind with 28 and a half. North Scott in the third spot with 22 and a half. West Des Moines Valley at number four with 22 points, and in fifth place right now, it's Epworth Western Dubuque. So that's the update in Class 3A. That is concluded going on uh, here in just a little bit. It'll be Class 1A competition, then this evening Class 2A. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. on 1490, the Jock, the 3A and 1A quarterfinals. Then at 2.30, after we mm-hmm. finish up a little bit early tomorrow, right. both on 1700 and on 1490, Class 2A quarterfinals along with the Class 3A semifinal round. We'll bring that to you up until 6 o'clock. And then Friday night, it will be it, uh, the uh, Class 1A and 2A semifinals before the championships on Saturday. I'm already running out of voice, Jimmy B. <laughs> Epsom salts, buddy. Epsom salts. Uh, all right, quick break, and we're coming right back at the top of the hour. The Big Talkers, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Start your spring projects today at the Lowe's Spring Savings Event, where you'll find huge deals on everything you need to get your home ready for the season. So hurry into your neighborhood store today for great brands at great prices, like paint and primer starting at a new lower price of $17.98. Plus get 15% off all style selections laminate flooring. Get started with spring's biggest savings. Start with Lowe's. Paint offer valid 23 through 410. Flooring offer valid 215 through 222. See store for details, U.S. only. 
Investments in securities involves the risk of loss. The following is a far too common tale of investing in annuities. A successful couple invested a large portion of their savings in annuities, thinking they were a safe way to guarantee a dependable income stream no matter what the market did. But it didn't take long for them to regret their decision. They were locked into low returns, faced potential tax consequences, and that they couldn't get out of their annuities without paying huge penalties. They were stuck, and so was their money. Suddenly, their retirement hopes and dreams were in danger. But it didn't have to happen to them, and it doesn't have to happen to you. You can avoid the annuity trap. Here's one way. Get the free report, Annuity Insights, your guide to better understanding annuities by calling 1-800-209-8887. Written by Forbes columnist and money manager Ken Fisher's firm. This powerful report could help save you from major financial heartache, and it's offered today for free. If you have an annuity or are considering one, claim your free annuities guide today. Hurry, free copies are limited. Call now, 1-800-209-8887, 1-800-209-8887. This is Charles Osgood. There are a lot of complicated things in life, rocket science, taxes, and tying a bow tie. But insurance does not have to be one of those complicated things. Your local independent agency representing auto owners insurance will sit down and customize a plan just for you. So instead of trying to muddle through it all online yourself, contact your local independent auto owners agency. In Creston, call Tyler Insurance Services at 641-782-5503. Welcome to Staples. Staples Guide. This year I'm preparing my own taxes. Good for you. Yep, I'm going to be accountable. Right. Well, Staples can help with storage and filing supplies, plus software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. Go on. You have my interest. And now get TurboTax for up to $15 off at Staples. Up to 15 bucks off TurboTax? That'll pay handsome returns. Right. Thanks, Staples Guy. Depreciate it. Uh-huh. Everything you need this tax season for less, like up to $15 off TurboTax. Staples. Make more happen. In-store only. It's 4117. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen.